You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. stupid thing on the spur of the moment and then you think oh I really hope somebody else's name comes out it's, it's that um, I'm, I'm going to tell you my story not about pets I thought I would think about a grandfather clock um, that we don't normally think about grandfather clocks having a lot of bounce back but in my experience they can um, so a few years ago I fancied having a a grandfather clock. I had some delusions of grandeur in a Victorian house. And um, my wonderful husband found a cheap one on eBay. And um, he said, we've, we've bought this grandfather clock. And I thought, great, marvellous. And we went out to the coast and we went to right out to a place that was like um, sort of a rundown chalet and to get this clock. But we'd gone in my Toyota Starlet. Now, if any of you have ever had a Toyota Starlet, it's like this big you know it didn't have any room and I'm like how are we going to get this clock into this car now this is a man who's had me holding on to bits of wood going down the A12 out the back of cars who's had a dressing table on my lap with a mirror that's doing this because it was a bargain (laughs) oh yes you've seen Antiques Roadshow I had a sunroof it was okay (laughs) The clock was out the sunroof. I was in the front seat holding the face, and they're big, and the glass, and thinking, if he does an emergency stop, I'm going to be lacerated. Anyway, we get said clock home. He screws it to the wall with four-inch screws because I'm known for being a little bit clumsy. Just a tad. My mum used to say, Caroline's very clumsy. And I was, and I am. So he screwed the clock to the wall. But that nearly had fatal consequences because one day when I was a bit stressed and I came home from work and I was rushing around cooking tea and I'd got on some rather glam high-heeled, heel-less sort of shoe things, I trotted up the first few of our stairs in our lovely Victorian house, our uneven stairs, and I don't remember what happened next. But apparently I somehow tripped, slipped, fell and I head-butted the grandfather clock and I knocked it clean off the wall with my temple and my husband who was laying in the bath waiting for his tea just says he says he just heard a little and and then nothing else so he then apparently because I don't remember any of this he then got out the bath dripping wet wearing nothing nearly fell down the shiny stairs (laughs) in his attempt to get to me at the bottom, realised this was a serious situation because actually, do you know you've got an artery? He said, I didn't know I had an artery. I'd managed to rupture an artery with the bloody grandfather clock, the corner of it. So anyway, long story short, and I've got a lot of stories, I had a lovely ride in a spaceship. It was amazing. (laughs) It was just wonderful. It was great. There were lights and buzzy noises and sort of people speaking incomprehensible things. 
And in my brain, I do remember thinking, it's really important. I'm a social worker. I've got a good brain. And nobody must know that my brain might not be working terribly well. So... So I can only piece it together from what they tell me. But it went something like, what's your date of birth, Caroline? And I'd be like, "Uh, I know the answer to this question. I've got a very good brain, you know, I'm a social worker. (laughs) I do know the answer. What was the question again? Anyway, so that was the kind of, wasn't very funny. It was funny for me. It wasn't very funny for them. They were pretty traumatised, the family. Um, And the bit I haven't said, because I've got lots of stories, is a few years earlier, my son had died. He was only 30, and he died because his um, mental illness had not been supported. So actually, I thought, I do have a memory of having a conversation with him. I honestly think I was having a lovely chat to him. And I honestly think at that point, if I'd have floated off to wherever, and apparently it was a bit like that, it was all a bit touch and go, um, that would have been okay with me. But then my other children turned up, and my daughter, who's a nurse, I vaguely remember her saying something like, oh, God, Mum, what have you done now? And (laughs) anyway, there was that kind of bit where you think, "Mm, I need to deal with this. So cutting another long story short, I needed to have some speech therapy. Funny that. You wouldn't believe it, would you? (laughs) Speech therapy. I think there was a real irony there. And, you know, I've got a significant brain injury, which I still have issues with, Um, and I needed to learn to the, use the computer. So somebody said, why don't you go and do a creative writing course? And I, well, you do, don't you? So yeah, that's a good idea, isn't it? I mean, I couldn't go out the house without holding onto my husband's arm because it was like being drunk and I fell over and walked into walls. But, you know, I could go to a writing class. So I landed up at this writing class in Norwich with a very small group. And they'd said, bring something along you've written. Oh, well, I couldn't even remember the word for zebra or raccoon but I could remember some long words to do with things like ethnicity or autoethnography or attachment theory, but I couldn't name animals in a book, you know, because that was a bit too tricky. So I get along there, and all I could think of to take was something I'd written for my sons about my son. So I sit in this little room, they're all chatting away, telling their stories, and it was all terribly terribly wonderful they were all good writers and I'm like what the fuck am I doing here I can't even follow a conversation and I can't remember the words for things and then they went so if you'd like to read out your bit and I remember just reading it out just reading it out and then looking up and they were all crying and I was like oh and somebody said well that's the story you need to tell and as it turned out, I ended up writing a book, and then I ended up writing with my friend Emma another book, because that's what you do when you have a brain injury. You bounce back and write a book, don't you? <laughs> Isn't that what people do? Anyway, back to clocks, because I've got to finish. It's got to be quick. So, I live with a hoarder. Do you think he'd get rid of that flaming clock? <laughs> Not on your Nelly. Screwed the thing right back on the wall, where I would malevolently look at it and think, I'm not polishing you, fucker. (laughs) The killer clock. So then we had to move to a bungalow because I struggle with stairs. The bloody clock came with us, (laughs) screwed to the wall, and then I managed to convince him to sell it. Doesn't fit in here, love. Doesn't suit the bungalow, love. Get rid of the clock before it kills a grandchild. He got rid of the clock. I was so pleased with him. It was wonderful. And then life throws some curveballs. And mine's one of those up and down lives. And um, just after Christmas, my father died. 
and I got a phone call to say he'd left me something. <laughs> You're there, aren't you? You're all there. So on Valentine's night, because it would have to be Valentine's night, we set off to go and collect a fucking great grandfather clock, <laughs> which is now screwed to the wall in our lounge. And my daughter said, oh, God, not another clock. And I'm like, that clock's got a lot of bounce back. Grandma, but you know what? I've got more bounce back than that. True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk.